This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Harbor Church. Welcome to another Harbor at Home. Let's pause right now. I want to say welcome to everybody, especially our new guests. I just want to say again, welcome to Harbor at Home. Guys, let's pause right here. Let's let's thank our Harbor at Home hosts. Let's thank those who are hosting this, who, uh, the people that cleaned up, that cooked anything. I want you guys to literally tell them, thank you so much for hosting us. Thank you for providing all of this. My name is Juan. And I will be sharing this message with you guys today. It is an honor and a privilege to share this word with you. Thank you for inviting me over to your home, to your car, wherever you are listening to this. Thank you so much for stopping by. And I pray that this word is directly for you. I also want to say one quick little thank you. Believe it or not, guys, there, there has been some accounts of people who are hosts for Harbor at Home who have literally invested into a new TV or, or, or a, a speaker system or better plates to serve people. I want to say, guys, that that is blessing not only the community, but blessing just God's heart that you would set up your home to host more people to make sure that they have an environment to worship for you. You're awesome. You are amazing, amazing. Um, like I said, my name is Juan, and I got to pray. I will get distracted. I'm a seven on the Enneagram, and I'm very Hispanic. So let me just get focused. Let's pray and open God's word. Lord, we thank you for this medium. We thank you for, for church, and we thank you for these homes. We thank you again for our hosts, Lord. We thank you that your word is real, Lord. And we just pray right now that you speak to us, Holy Spirit. Everybody just open up and receive. Holy Spirit, we just want to hear from you. We want to be blessed. We want to know you better in Jesus' name. Amen. So guys, today we are going to be uh, really focusing on two words. The title of my message is the following, From Unity to Commission. From Unity to Mission. We're going to be taking a look at two accounts. Um, We're going to be focusing a lot in Matthew. I'm going to read two passages in just a second. Um, But the main thing I want to share is how many of you guys know that preachers preach what they need to hear themselves. I want to be transparent and vulnerable. This is something that, that God has been teaching me. And by no means am I saying I'm anywhere near being a pro at this, but I am scratching a surface, guys, that I've never been at before. And it all, I'm telling you, it all has to do with these two words. I'm, I'm just going to right now declare that whoever does need to hear this, there's freedom and there's breakthrough with these two words. This series is from division, right, to, to unity, to vision. And what I want to share with you guys is, as we really close this series, what's after unity? What is after unity? So let's focus on that, guys. Here's the two scriptures that we're going to be reading from, Matthew 16 and Matthew 27. Here's the first one. And when I read this one, we do have some key questions that I want you guys to focus on as we read through this, and we will talk about this again at the end. Here's the first key question. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? This comes from Matthew 16, 13 through 19. Um, a little bit of context. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And here's what he says. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, hey, who do people say that the son of man is? 
they said, hey, well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Get this. Here's the first key question. He said to them, speaking Jesus, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him. We're going to come back to that. It's huge. Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, a name change. Very, very important to catch that. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Super key uh, question in here is one of our key questions. Who do you say that I am? The next passage we're gonna be focusing on is the second most, guys, to be honest with you, these are two of the most important questions as a Christian we need to be asking ourselves. Here's the second key question for us. What do I do about Jesus? What do I do? about Jesus. For those of you guys uh, who are familiar with this question, it comes from Matthew 27. This is Pilate speaking. I'm going to read this passage. It's about maybe nine verses, so hang tight with me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, Pilate, and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, you have said so. But when he was accused by the chief, this is Jesus, but when Jesus was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him again, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave no answer again. Not even a single charge so that the governor, Pilate, was greatly amazed. The crowd chose Barabbas. Now at the feast of the governor was accustomed to release from the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. We're almost done here. And they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife said to him, have nothing to do with that righteous man. I love that she says that he's a righteous man. For I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, which of the two, are you sure? Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas again. Pilate said to them, this is big. This is what Pilate said. To me, guys, this is the absolute most key question in the entire Bible. As Christians, this is what we need to have a really good answer for. And I hope that today we can begin this journey for all of us as a church and a community and as you personally to define what that answer is. Here's his question. Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called the Christ? What do I do with Jesus? Here's what the crowd said. Let him be crucified. Wow. So again, these are two passages. The two words we're going to be taking a look at, or two questions, I should say. Who do you say I am? And what do I do about Jesus? The two characters that we're going to be focusing on today um, is Simon and Pilate. Here's my first point. These things come in order. We, we as believers and as a church need to be able to put these two answers in that perfect order, right? My first point for you guys is this. Define the relationship, okay? Define the relationship. And what I mean by that is this. Do you know your unity with Jesus? Do, do we 
know what it means to be united with Jesus. Do you know what that means? What that implies for your life? We need to start there as Christians. And this first question, who do I say that Jesus is? Now, now here's the thing. Okay, God is a patient and kind God. He's not going to impose himself, can he? For sure. He created you. He knows your thoughts. But he waits for us. He waits for us. He wants us to, to find out who he is. Jesus asked Simon, who do you say that I am? Now, now let, let's take a look at the two accounts because this is really big, right? Um, some say John, this is for Simon. Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah. But then Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? So Jesus makes it so personal, right? He goes directly for the personal. He says, Simon, no, no, you don't understand. I don't, I don't need to know. Here's the big takeaways. I don't need to know what theology you believe in right now. I don't need to know what they think of me. I just want you. Sit on that for a second. Let the pressure go away in Jesus' name. The very first thing that we need to focus on right now is the fact that we don't, we don't need to be proficient in, in what other people think about Jesus. We're going to look at, at to see what, how did that go for Pilate in a second. But let's pause, let's slow down and think, wow, Jesus, you only want to know what I think about you. You only want me. Church, listen, this is something that I've told you. I've told you guys, if you know me personally, this is my biggest desire is to understand what sonship truly means. What what, what it means to truly understand and grasp that I am adopted, that I I am a part of a family in heaven. That I, that I am a part of this trinity. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. Now, now let, let's talk about this because this is massive, right? Th- this is really, really, really big. Because Simon, we understand, went in and, and he understood who Jesus was and went directly to define the relationship. You are, you are the Christ. And by saying the Christ, he understands that, that you are my savior. You are God. You are here to save my soul. Amazing, amazing. That is the true unity. When we understand that in, in Genesis, I believe it's 127, don't quote me, I might be wrong, but it says, let us make man in our image, okay? So that's the very first thing that we hear of creation is the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, collectively in unity saying, let us make man in our image, in the image of unity, co-unity, community. Let's realign with that. Let's define that relationship. You see, guys, Pilate, Pilate was more so worried about what other people thought about Jesus. And check this out. With Simon, when Jesus and him defined that relationship, Jesus answered. What's the difference between Pilate's account? He didn't answer. Pilate said to him, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave no answer, not even to a single charge. I'm going to, hey, let me, let me move this. This is a total freebie, but I, this is another message. But this is a big quote I heard from a friend. This is a huge example, leadership and learning point from Jesus. Here's what the quote says. If I really want to be like Jesus, I'm going to have to learn to be silent when they falsely accuse me. Ooh, that is huge. That takes a lot, right? A lot of faith, a lot of, a lot of um, commitment to that unity, right? Even when people say something falsely against us, look at even what Jesus does. 
not a claim. Do you know why, guys? Because Jesus doesn't answer to, to false claims. It's not, it's not even in his nature. In his, in his perfect nature, there is nothing that he can even um, commune with when it comes to something incorrect or wrong. He is perfect. He is loving. He gave no answer when he was falsely accused. But do you know when he gave an answer? When Simon said, you are the Christ. When Simon defined the relationship and he said, I want to unite with you and I understand that you and I are one. I was made in your image. Massive, massive, massive point there. Now, now, what my second point is is this, guys, and th- this is where it gets, this is where it gets a little uh, upgraded, a little tougher, okay? Because it's not quite enough, especially in the world that we're living in. There's more. There's more to it. Defining the relationship with Jesus and understanding our unity with him is, is I'm going to say, 90% of the battle, but there's a lot more to go. That last 10% is your mission. Is your mission. I'm going to go back to to these verses, okay? We, We just discussed that when Simon understood the relationship with Jesus and he had a revelation of who Jesus was, what did Jesus do? He said this, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. He changed his name. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let's pause. Everybody pause. Everybody take a deep breath. Catch this. Simon understood the relationship. The very next thing that happens from a place of unity and connection to our creator Jesus does not hesitate to commission, to co-mission Simon, who is now called Peter. This is what I want you to understand. From a place of unity, there is instant, instantaneous commissioning from Jesus directly. If you want to know more about your mission or more about what's my purpose, what's my destiny, what am I supposed to do, get with Jesus. Get with Jesus. Go back and and make sure that you understand the definition. What is your unity with the Lord? Now get this again. God doesn't need, God doesn't need for you to pull out a full systematic theology. He wants your heart. I know that's offensive. <laughs> I know that's offensive. You know, I I, uh, I personally went to a Bible college where sometimes when I would say something like that, or or I would even hear someone say that, I get kind of offended. Like, no, there's more to it. But that's the battle that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is is waiting for us to finish. Hey, stop moving. Stop wiggling. I just want you. In the world that we live, especially right now in this COVID world, or or as Savannah's grandpa says, COVID with an S at the end. (laughs) I love it. We need to pause and we need to realize that if we truly want to go forward and know what our mission is, we got to go back. We got to go backwards and we have to define what that relationship is with Jesus. What happens if we don't? What happens if we don't go back to that unity? Perhaps there's the lesson that we haven't learned yet. There, there isn't that unity with the Holy Spirit yet. How does that go? Let's take a look at Pilate again. This is just the ending of that passage. Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with Jesus? Then what do I do? church, listen. That question 
is the most important question that we need to be able to answer. And I'll tell you this, that question's a hard one. It's a hard one. Do you know what makes it harder when you miss the first step? When you miss the first step. You remember how, or, or, or just remember a time that your parents came in town, right? Or, or someone came in town, a friend came in town, um, and you had no plans, right? Oh, shoot. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to explore the city? Do you, it's not that fun, right? That's just, a, just, just an example of what I'm trying to get at, is Pilate did not have that unity with Jesus. Do you know how we know that? He asked Jesus, or I should say, let, let, me, let me rewind. What Pilate did was he listened to the crowds. He said, hey, Jesus, do you not hear what they're saying about you? Are you not listening to the accusations? He even goes, and in, in this version, ESV, um, he says, do you not hear the testimonies of what they're saying to you? Jesus doesn't answer. So first step, there's no, Pilate does not have that unity with Jesus. There is no unity. And guess what? Without unity, there's no mission. So where does Pilate get his mission? What does Pilate do? You see, he doesn't go to Jesus because there's no co-unity. There's no co-mission. He goes to the public. He goes to public opinion. And he says this, then what do I do with Jesus? You see, he doesn't have a mission. So what does he do? Instead of commission, he has corporate compromise. From a place without co-unity, communion, there's compromise. And church, it is time to wake up and realize that we cannot afford compromise. We can't. It's not even in your nature. You guys, if, we, if there's any compromise in us, we are acting outside of the nature and the unity that we have in Jesus' name. Are you hearing that? If there's compromise, it's not your nature. It's time to reunite, realign, get with God. As I said in Nashville, Savannah and I just moved back here, but, but they, they would say, y'all need to get with God, right? And it's true. Church, it's time to reunite, and from a place of unity, there's not, even a, there's not even a moment of separation with Simon. Simon goes, this is who you are, and Jesus goes, this is what you will do. Oh, that's the magic right there. You see, we spent so much time wondering, okay, God, well, what would you like me to do? Well, let me go to my intercessors. Let me go to the prayer meeting. Let me wait till I get a divine dream. How about you get with Jesus? How about you get with God? Reunite. Get his definition of who you are and whose you are. And I promise you, believer, I promise you, church, and I promise you those who Holy Spirit right now is stirring something up in you, it's a wild ride. It is a wild ride. Because from unity, there is mission. There is co-mission. If you guys continue to read um, Matthew 28, Jesus says, I'm going to go with you. I will commission you. Oh, I'm also going to give you the helper. Unity, mission, He's with us and there's a helper. What more do we need? There's no room for compromise. There's no room. There's, we can't afford it. And I love it. I love that. I want to, I want to wrap up with this. I want to wrap up with this. We, we've gone over these two words. From unity, there's mission, right? Here's the biggest takeaway. Here's the biggest takeaway. When you properly unite with Jesus and know who he is, the question, what do I do about Jesus, becomes what do I do with Jesus? You see, from co-unity to co-mission in Jesus' name, 
Here are two questions that I want everybody at Harbor at Home to discuss. And I want you guys to get personal. This is something that is extremely personal. But you know why? Because, because we all in that unity discover a personal relationship with Jesus. I am, at least. You know, this is something that it, I'm, I'm redefining what first love actually looks like. And there's a reawakening and a rehunger for sonship and stewardship of this relationship. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say? And yes, we can get into the, you are Jesus, you are Lord, you are Messiah, but what more? You're my morning time. You're my reset. You're my peace. You're, you're, you are my centering, Lord. Without you, I'm, I'm lost, Lord. And, and, and let me just pray into this. Like for those that can't, answer that like I pray for you right now in Jesus name like if that's you just 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 out of confidence raise your hand or put, or, or put your hands out to receive I pray for you in Jesus name I pray for myself I pray for all of us but for those who are wondering I don't have an answer to that who is Jesus Holy Spirit please drop that answer down heal our union as Jonathan Eldridge says, heal our union with you, Lord, that from a place of unity, we are able to ask ourselves this last question. What do you do with Jesus now? Now, what do I do with Jesus? Now that I understand that from a place of unity, from a place of you and I, there's mission and I'm not alone. I pray that this has been a blessing. I pray that there is breakthrough in this. In Jesus' name, I want to close with praying. I want to say again, thank you to all of the wonderful, amazing, and loving Harbor at Home hosts. Give them one more round of applause. Make sure to get the recipe on the way out for that dish they made. Uh, and then just lay hands on every wall. Just And then obviously wash your hands. But wear gloves. I don't know. Do something. But pray over their homes. And let me pray for you as well as we close. Lord, we love you and we just position ourselves to receive from you. We call you Father. We call you Helper. We call you Jesus. Just put a hand on your heart or, or something. Just, just put a hand on yourself right now. Jesus, we love you and we adore you. And we're so thankful for who you are and that I belong to you. For those that feel discomfort, hearing that, that I belong to you, or they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel like that's true, Holy Spirit, come into their lives more and more. I pray for creative ways to heal our unity with you, Lord. Think of ways that are creative. That's worship music, that's prayer, that's a shofar, what's up? If you want, just tell your neighbors. We love you, Jesus. We give you this time and we say thank you, Holy Spirit. How many of you guys know that Thanksgiving is a highway straight to God's heart? Okay, that's another message. All right, I'll go. Bless you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.